You're listening to audio from Park Church. More info and resources are online at parkchurch.org. Take care. Gary, I'm excited to chat a little bit about Sabbath today. We've been having these conversations the last few weeks, and as a church, really, it's been a few years that we've really been diving into the topic of Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And so would love just to dive in with a quick 30-second recap. What is Sabbath? Uh, Sabbath is a 24-hour period of time where we stop our work and we focus on cultivating delight, we focus on resting, we focus on worshiping God. And so I think about those four words, stop, Mm -hmm. rest, delight, and worship. Uh, As a family, those are the words we're thinking about every Sabbath. Let's stop our working, stop our thinking about working, let's rest together, delight in the world and creation and gifts and food and each other and community. And turn our hearts to God as the one who's mm. given us rest, who's given us the good gifts, who's relieved us of our burdens. So uh, that's that's the way we think about Sabbath and, and the themes that are present throughout mm. the Bible when, when the Bible talks about Sabbath. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so Josh and I and our kids have been diving into Sabbath for about two and a half years. Um, I was really resistant initially. I would love to hear a little bit about like how you as a family started diving in and... Yeah. What you've heard. Yeah. Uh, I think for a lot of people, and I want to hear more about the resistance that you've shared. I know you guys have talked about that. For Jamie and I, our kind of entry in was connected to some emotional burnout for me. Mm -hmm. I've shared on Sundays about just the kind of work ethic that kind of drifted into workaholism, some kind of obsession with work. And so even for me, the difficulty of Sabbath was connected to my resistance to slow down enough to see some of the fears and insecurities and things I had going on internally. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had a hard time slowing down at any point. And I don't know if it was a conscious resistance to mm-hmm. kind of like looking at what's going on internally, but one of the functions of Sabbath is it would slow me down enough to actually see some of the stuff happening in my own heart. So we yeah. can talk more about that, but I'm curious when you said about uh, your own journey with Josh. <laughs> Like, tell me about that with yeah. two and a half years ago. How did that come up? What did yeah. that look like as you guys talked about it? Yeah, so we've got it back up to three years ago. Okay. So about three years ago, Josh and I were driving to the mountains, and we were just having a conversation, and he's like, hey, I really have been hearing a lot about Sabbath, reading a lot, listening to podcasts, and I think we should do it. And so we talked a little bit about it, and I was like, sounds awesome. Yeah. We have zero time for yeah. that. We can't add something extra. Like, yeah. there's no space. And so we kept kind of having conversations. I was like, like the idea, really don't think that's possible. Like, how do we do that? We've got two young kids. We're both working full time. Like this feels crazy. And so over the course of that time, we kept having conversations. I feel like God really worked in my heart and showed me, hey, this is actually a gift. And it's something that you have to receive. And sometimes you have to make some room for those gifts. And so um, we decided just to slowly dive in and say, okay, we're gonna try to set aside some time. And so it ended up being that we actually had to take some things out because our plate was too full. And that was even another gift that we got to experience. It was, hey, we don't have to do it all and praise the Lord. Um, But yeah, so we started to slowly integrate things into our lives that were Sabbath. And so um, for us, we do Sabbath Friday to Saturday. Because I work on Sundays. Same. That's you. Same. Yeah, I liked all your jokes about that on Sunday. (laughs) It's real. Yeah, so we do um, Friday to Saturday, and we start it just by being like, we're going to light a candle 
or like candles actually on Friday nights as we start off our, our Sabbath. Tell and me about that. What, are the, what do you do? We yeah. do candles also, which okay. might seem weird for people. Totally. It's like an old, old tradition that started yeah. in Jewish culture. But talk to me about the candles you yeah. light. Why do you light them? What's yeah. weird about it? What's fun about it? Yeah, why we, do you do that? There's lots of all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we try to do our Sabbath dinners um, at our like big table, our formal table, and we have just some candlesticks that are always on our table just as decor. And that's honestly kind yep. of how it started, their decor. <laughs> yep. And we thought, hey, how do we mark the start of this? And so we just decided to light candles because it feels fancy, it feels yeah. fun. We um, like to make that dinner feel unique. So we use our like nicer plates that otherwise we wouldn't use throughout the week and um, we light the candles just to like signify the start of it. And fast forward two and a half years of practicing Sabbath, now we stand on our chairs um, as we light the candles, which is Whole really family fun. Whole family on the chairs. Family, or on the, the chairs. Table. Got it. Like we're standing over the light fixture and um, we just like light the candles and we light six of them. And so we say, hey, these are the six candles that um, represent the six days of work that we have in our week, and this is the seventh day, and we're gonna rest just like God rested on the sixth, on the seventh day. Yeah, not the sixth. Not the sixth. He was busy making us. So, yeah. yeah, and then he rested. Yes, then he rested. And so that's what we do. Um, and that's so great. we stand on the table, or no, the chairs. <laughs> Yeah. We might stand on the table, we ask the kids to get down, and then light the candles, we pray, we sit down, and um, dive into dinner, dive into some questions about Sabbath and what we want to do. I want to ask another question about the, the standing on the chairs is fascinating to me, <laughs> I love it. Uh, talk to me about the age of your kids yep. and why something like that. Why, Even as we think about families that are practicing Sabbath, there are different types of families, there are goofy yeah. families, there are serious families, there mm -hmm. are families that some sort of ritual with candles will feel weird. Totally. Uh, there are families that are, you know, all different kind of personalities. Yeah. Talk to me about why yeah. something like standing on chairs, where did that come from? Yeah. Why do you do it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right. It's because of who we are as a family. Yeah. So Josh and I did youth ministry for, you know, 10 plus years. And so we're just kind of goofy. We like to like yeah. add fun and play into whatever we're doing. And so that's kind of why we decided to incorporate that. And we also incorporated it because it's, something we don't do any other time of the week. And so it is a standout moment. So you don't stand moment. on your chairs throughout the week? You don't? No, no. Okay. we don't. We don't. My three-year-old sometimes tries to now because okay. he's like initiated like, that in his mind. It's not Saturday. It's not time. Yeah. And then we have yeah. like, it's not fun Sabbath rest. It's it good. is sit down and eat <laughs> dinner time. Because we only have fun. On Sabbath. On Sabbath. Totally. That's good. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I think that's the yeah. gift of Sabbath, right? Is like we experience on Saturday, but then we get to have like many pieces of margin throughout our week. So sometimes we're standing on the chairs. Um, but yeah, so I've got a three-year-old, a seven-year-old, and two boys. And so we just are a little bit more physically active too. I love that. Yeah. It gives my kids a way to like be themselves at dinner while also like having candles and like we're kind of like mixing these two worlds, right? Of yeah. like, this is kind of nice, this is kind of crazy, and that's I love us. That. So it's definitely our personality. I love it. It's unique. And I love so, that. yeah. I, I was thinking about rituals. I mentioned on Sunday the importance yeah. of like a entry ritual. For us, the idea of we also do Friday night to Saturday night. Um, just want to acknowledge we work on Sundays, and so. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. That makes sense to us. We have our weekends begin on Friday, so we have Friday right. and Saturday off. Yeah. For a lot of families, Sunday is a really ideal Sabbath time throughout Christian history. Mm -hmm. uh, Sunday is a common time mm -hmm. uh, to practice Sabbath in Jewish history. It's Friday night to Saturday night. 
But even the, the function of worship uh, and the gathering of the people of God on a Sunday makes Sunday a really great time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is for us, kind of marking it, like mm-hmm. setting it apart, like here we're starting in this moment was significant. I remember the first time I kind of like had this little ritual thing, which the word <laughs> ritual scares some people away. I, like I, tradition? Tradition. Yes, there what we do go. What tradition. tradition? Yeah, yeah okay. the tradition. So I had this little tradition uh, <laughs> that I kind of talked to my wife about. I'm like, hey, I kind of, what do you think about this? And it felt weird for us. Yeah. So for us, uh, that tradition to mark it out, the kids get home from school. And I mentioned this, and I think that you've said the same, mm-hmm. that Fridays are busy with preparation. Totally. Um, and so yes. for a lot of people, just deciding you're going you're gonna to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, is kind of the first step and then deciding when you're going to do it yeah. because it takes some work to prepare to not work. And, uh, and I think that's true. I even think about in uh, the Exodus story where they're commanded to gather twice the amount of manna mm-hmm. on the Friday before Sabbath mm-hmm. so that they're going to feast on that kind yeah. of extra manna on Sabbath. So yeah. it's like double the work yeah. the day before to get ready to not work on Sabbath. Totally. So for us, there's that preparation and then, and then we hit this point where it's time. And, uh, and when we do that for us, we light two candles, uh, which is another tradition that we picked up yeah. along the way that was... Why two? We do six. What do you, why the, two? the two is the two times where it's commanded to remember mm-hmm. the Sabbath in Exodus 20 and okay. to keep the Sabbath uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And so, awesome. But we have our kids do that. So some kid will light the candles. And uh, another one of our kids will explain why we light the candles. And we yeah. say, what do we do on Sabbath? And kids mm-hmm. will say, well, we stop, we rest, we delight, we worship. And, and we ask them, yeah. what does that mean? And we do this every Sabbath because we just don't want to lose sight of the yeah. why we're doing it. Totally. And they like and to I engage. Think, I think that's how a tradition starts, right? A yeah. ritual, a tradition, it feels weird at first, but they become things that get ingrained into our hearts, yeah. into our kids' hearts, into our family's rhythms when we talk about it. I think yep. that's actually a really important component of talking about the rituals yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i love that and my hope is that for the kids that this is just what they know mm-hmm. on sabbath we do this and i hope yeah. it's something that they carry on in their own life and so yeah. for us that was we kind of we read a scripture sometimes it's the sabbath god resting on the seventh day in genesis mm-hmm. 2 sometimes it's the deuteronomy 5 command sometimes exodus um you could also read the Great Invitation from mm-hmm. Matthew 11, yeah. uh, but just something to mark. Hey, this is this is yeah. different. We sing the doxology just because it's easy and memorable, yeah. and uh, and then somebody says a prayer. We don't do fancy dishes. We do paper plates and pizza, and uh, and again, it's just for us, just something fun that the kids look forward to. And so, even even that, as you think about other families practicing it, I don't think mm. either of us think this is the way it needs to be done. Oh no, <laughs> and it's also. You know, I think about for singles. I was talking to some singles after church on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, like sitting by yourself mm-hmm. and like doing a little Sabbath ritual mm. could be awkward. Maybe some people could f- figure it out. But um, what is it? What do you think it looks like for singles or younger couples? Because mm. um, just yeah. to be like honest, neither of us really tried to do this. No. It's in new. earlier <laughs> stages of life. Yeah. Right. We didn't try to do it as singles. Yeah. We didn't try to do it as young marrieds. Right. And so maybe do you have some thoughts on... Yeah, ways singles can engage in Sabbath, um, ways that young married people do or the different things that they face. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I did not try it. Josh and I did not try it before we had kids. 
and I'm kind of bummed we didn't. Yeah. And so when I talk to friends who are single or married and don't have kids yet, we talk just about like, what is it like for you guys to engage in that? And so um, I think a lot of it takes into personality. Again, yeah. what are the things that fill you? What are the things that are restorative? What are the things that bring you delight? And what are the things that you maybe don't have in your everyday life? And That's so good. setting that Sabbath time apart is different. And so I was having a conversation yesterday with Melanie a little bit about what is it like? Like, what are some of those elements for you? And so we were talking about like, what if you hosted a dinner yeah. party on Friday night? Um, Cause she also has our work rhythm. Yeah. Um, and like set up Friday and then like all of Saturday you could just enjoy your day, but coming off of that time. That's good. Like doing something that she loves. She loves throwing dinner parties. She loves hosting people and connecting. And, and that's restorative and restful and something that she delights in. Yeah, I love that. I, just even thinking about for different people, the importance of community is a mm. big piece of Sabbath. Yeah. So even historically, community and compassion, as you think about Sabbath being a time on Sunday, you use the words relief and restoration. It's a relief mm. of burdens, but also it's restorative. But even in the context yeah. of Matthew 12, it's thinking about the restoration of others is, a, is an important piece of it. Jesus mm -hmm. quotes Hosea 6.6, 6, and he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, which the idea is compassion and justice is a key component of Sabbath. And so for people to think about what are ways to engage in community, mm -hmm. which is different when you've got a family uh, and yeah. your family rhythms, uh, but even for families to invite other people into their rhythms, mm -hmm. to invite singles into their rhythms. I know that's something that you and Josh have done, yeah. singles and families. Uh, but also, uh, there might be opportunities for people to think about how can you contribute to bringing rest and restoration to others. So mm. the idea of hosting a meal, if you're a single or a young couple, having other people be a part of your Sabbath rhythm, mm -hmm. whether it's different people, different weeks, or yeah. you just decide, hey, on Sunday afternoons, we're going to hang out with these families. We're going to go on hikes together. Or we're going to read a book together. Mm -hmm. or we're going to eat a meal together. Or we're going to watch football together or whatever it is. Yeah. But the idea of it looking different for families in different stages is, mm -hmm. I think, really important for us to think about. Totally. But also this, this idea of how do we, on Sabbath, legitimately rest and mm -hmm. not feel this burden and obligation, but also care about the rest and the restoration of others. And mm -hmm. so I think that's something to also explore is how can you create rhythms in your Sabbath of, um, of not feeling this obligation to do more or mm -hmm. do some volunteer work, but to actually say, are there ways that on Sabbath we can enjoy the opportunity to bring rest and restoration to others? And so there might be rhythms of volunteering, there might be rhythms sure. of cleaning a park or just inviting people into your space. But I know, I know that's different. Even for Jamie and I, as we talk about Sabbath, we restore around different things. Yeah. And so there are times where I feel so kind of socially kind of like maxed out at the end of the week uh, yeah. that the idea of being around a bunch of people on Sabbath feels hard or I feel so disconnected at mm -hmm. times by the end of the week from my kids that just to prioritize giving right. attention and time to my kids. So one of the things that you mentioned that I loved was on Sabbath evening, on a Friday evening, mm -hmm. you guys talk about what your kind of hopes are, what you, yeah. what would be restorative. Can you talk more about that? Sure. You did that with you yeah. and Josh and the kids? Yeah, yeah. So during our meal, um, we ask three questions every week. The first is, what is your favorite part of the week? What do you want to celebrate? And then mm -hmm. we praise God for that. So we kind of tap into that delight piece. So. 
Um, that's a question we ask. And then we ask um, the two questions that kind of architect the rest of our Sabbath. And that is what would be most restful and what would be worshipful. And we really kind of like worked on defining what does worship mean for our kids because that's a word that we kind of throw around. Um, but we have a kind of a working definition as a family as to what those things mean. And each of us individually answers that question. And then we say, okay, so for Josiah, our seven-year-old, he is going to really enjoy spending some time um, playing Legos. And that's going to be restorative for him. And um, Josh really needs to go on a run. And so we're going to try to create, and then Levi and I have our things, right? And so we're we're going to create all of these things and say these all sound good so we're going to make sure there's a pocket for everyone to really experience that because with young kids we don't really get the opportunity to say you can do whatever you want all day we have to take care of people we have to eat we have like those like yeah. responsibilities that do kind of get tied up so we try to make sure everybody kind of gets a pocket um within the day and then we also if it's like, hey, let's go play soccer as a family. And that sounds good to us. We'll yeah. say, yeah, let's do it. But if I'm like, there is no way I'm going to go run around for a half an hour, because that is hard. <laughs> Those totally. kids have energy I don't have. Um, I'll be like, no, you guys go. And like giving them the opportunity to still engage. Or we just say, hey, that's not going to be restorative today. Let's save that for maybe Sunday afternoon after church, um, which that. is not our Sabbath time. I love that. And that, that kind of highlights, um, for me, the idea of thinking about what's actually restorative. Yes. is different than kind of even what I kind of like most want to do in a moment. Sometimes mm -hmm. what I most want to do is veg or what yeah. our kids most want to do is watch kind of ridiculous cartoons. Yeah. Uh, and not that those things are wrong inherently, totally. but it's one of the things that we ask is what's actually restorative. So we have just even as a family processing, like if, if your soul is like a flower, like what are the things that lead to withering? What are the things mm -hmm. that are kind of just neutral? Uh, yeah. But what are the things actually like water and restore yeah. the soul. Yeah. And, uh, and that's really different for each of us. So I love totally. the idea of even revisiting that because some weeks certain things would feel restorative other weeks right. based on what happened or where I'm at or where my wife's at or our kids, uh, that might change. Totally. Yeah. I think it is a week to week conversation Yeah. because if you blanket it, then it just becomes this thing we do Yeah. and you lose the heart of it. I think like that's a good. gift is something that is, meant for you um to actually engage with and so when it's able to be moved when it's malleable you know it's going to actually do what it's intended to do whereas if we say every week we do this we do that and there are things that we do every week yeah um but having the flavor of every week feeling unique actually makes it way more enjoyable yeah I, and i resonate with that even with my own story of sabbath uh because the beginning it was like medicine for like a really shriveled up mm. soul and so for me slow stopping you know i've thought a lot about how god tends to restore us by stopping it's just yeah. fascinating even just the human body yeah. like when you get really sick or really wounded you have to just like lie in a bed and like let the body heal it's a part of the design of sure. restoration happens through rest and and where i was kind of when we first started sabbath i was so weary and kind of um burnt out in some ways mm -hmm. that the first year of Sabbath was a lot of just not not doing a lot of things so yeah. what we most needed was rest so even I think about those words stop rest delight and worship I wonder for some people um, I think about people in different stages of life a lot of people come to Colorado and their weekends already are like very full of fun activity yeah um hikes and social activities mm -hmm. and concerts and shows and 
uh, hanging out with friends and right. exercise and, and good things, like things that I'm like, I, I love all of those things. But I wonder for some people, if even how do you, if you look at those words, stop, rest, delight, and worship, there might be times where it's like, man, we need to push a little harder into worship mm-hmm. and focus some some time in our weekend on really turning yeah. our heart towards God. Yeah. Uh, or others might kind of have to think a little more about delight. Like, mm-hmm. man, we haven't done fun things as a family in a long time. And on Sabbath, we just kind of stop. But it might be like, we need to push more into delight. Mm-hmm. And so I just think about even for different families and different individuals, how that might change. For us, more recently, like thinking about delight and like what mm-hmm. are the fun things we can do. We just had a sabbatical over the past summer and just realized how much we love to have fun as a family. Yeah. And so like what are the, the fun things we can do as a family? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned playing soccer with the family. It made me think about uh, just sports and kind of cultural kind yeah. of busyness. Totally. And, uh, and thinking about those can be restorative mm-hmm. things for some families. But also, you can kind of hit the point where you're so busy with commitments and mm-hmm. running kids to birthday parties yeah. and uh, and sporting activities or different kind of uh, commitments that it makes it hard to slow down. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how you think about that, just family commitments mm-hmm. and how you've processed the role of Sabbath as a fixture in your life that now is going to be a filter through which you process the different commitments. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways for us as a family, it was like a gift that we started Sabbath before we really dove into things like sports. And so like now my son loves soccer and did like a Thursday night league and wants to keep diving in. So these are questions we're totally like wrestling through um, in the near future and even currently. But I think families have so many different opportunities to do things and good things and things that our kids love. Like our kids love these things. And on one hand, it's like there's so much goodness in that, but there's also so much goodness and resting and so figuring out where is the ability to hold the two and not say that they have to overlap yeah um and finding those spaces and so for us saturday is the day we're probably going to sabbath um, but there might come a time where we decide to say hey we are going to do a saturday commitment and so we're going to shift that and choose a different That's time true. so i think like I don't think that we have to be so rigid that Sabbath is this day and we've decided and forever it will be that. But looking at your family, looking at your commitments, and I think I mentioned earlier, you know, we have to eliminate some things. And so maybe it is a question of, is there something we need to eliminate? And maybe it's not my kid's sports commitment, but maybe it's my commitment to do something else that takes me away from family in a different place. And so it's not just the kids, but it's all of us. Yes all of our schedules coming together and so there's this I think temptation to say what's the best place to cut time and it feels the easiest in my mind to cut something like sports sometimes because I'm like when I'm trying to get us out the door I'm you know yelling let's go let's get out the door come on everybody hustle hustle and that doesn't produce like goodness in my heart so that feels like a good thing that I could cut for myself but that's not good for my kids that's good so paying attention to like the whole family um and just asking the question, is this restorative? Like, yeah. is this good? Does this fit into Sabbath or does it not? Like, does there need to be a different pocket? Do we say yeah. Sundays are that day because we don't have sports? Or maybe we only have sports on Sunday and we don't have them Saturday. Or, yeah. you know, shifting that around a little bit. Um, I think the other piece that kind of comes to mind as I think about that is, like, Sabbath, I think, builds. Yeah. So when we start at Sabbath, like, you and I are talking about it. I'm two and a half years in. You're three, right? Right. Um, we've built 
we started with something super, super simple. And over the years, we've added elements. And so it really started for us with like lighting candles and having a meal on Fridays and trying to rest, but struggling because the weeds were there and we had birthday parties. We had all yeah. these different like things that were pulling for our attention. And it took time for us to say, no, this is good. And I'm actually resting now. Like the first like few months, maybe half a year. I didn't really rest on Sabbath. I felt stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I have so many things to do. Like things around the house that I've never noticed. I'm suddenly noticing on Sabbath because I'm actually stopping enough. So I think knowing that it's going to build, knowing that there are going to be seasons where my kid might be in sports on Saturday for the fall. And then we're going to go back to like being past that point. And so maybe there's a season we do that and we like shift Sabbath for that season and then come back. And I think like, I don't know, Sabbath is a gift, so use it as a gift. Let I it be a freedom. That. Let it be something we say, we're gonna we're gonna flex, we're gonna try, this didn't work, I don't like that ritual, I don't like that tradition, let's try something new and just like, I love let that. it be something that flows. I love that, and it, it kind of highlights for me the importance of casting vision for your family, mm -hmm. uh, to see the goodness of it, but also letting that evolve over time. Yeah. Because for us, if we kind of started by saying, hey, we're going to we're gonna do Sabbath and it's going to mean you can't do all the things you want to do. Yeah. That doesn't work. That doesn't feel like a gift. That no. feels like a burden and a loss. And so that was for us kind of the evolution of Sabbath for us was very much the more we had time as a family, slow time. Yeah. Uh, at first it was really scary. Totally. Uh, I think even <laughs> for me, and I think this is true culturally, that one of the reasons why it's hard for people to slow down is because we are so sometimes emotionally unhealthy that there are emotions of depression and anxiety and mm -hmm. fears and insecurity and shame and regrets that when mm -hmm. we slow down we have to face them yeah and, and that was a huge piece of my yeah. inability to slow down yeah. was that i had things going on in my inner life that were just hard for me to face mm -hmm. so i had this default a kind of like inclination towards a, an, an amount of activity that kind of allowed me to not pay attention to my inner life. Sure. I remember when we, we first started Sabbath, we kind of took these jars with our kids and had each of our kids fill a jar with dirt and glitter and coins mm -hmm. and little like fun toys and paper clips. And we just kind of like had them shake them up okay. and, uh, and they just keep shaking it. And we just talked about when life is really busy, these, you know, mm -hmm. you don't know what's happening in your inner life. Essentially the jar is your inner life. And until we stop hmm. and give ourselves enough time to let this kind of the debris and the sediment settle to the bottom, it's hard to even see what's going on in there. The really cool things that are going yeah. on in there, yeah. but also some of the not so cool things that are mm -hmm. happening internally. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was a lot of stopping, but the more we actually began to grow, we so loved this time as a family that it made it easier to start eliminating other things. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And to the point where now we make pretty much all of our decisions as a family about commitments revolve around Sabbath. Yeah. But it's easier when it's like our kids love Sabbath. Our family loves Sabbath. That yeah. might change. Mm -hmm. You know, we have one kid in junior high as mm -hmm. peer relationships start to become a really important part of his formation. Um, you know, that might evolve also. And so yeah. uh, I love the idea of it, of it evolving. But for us, the gift of it, the joy of it, even the things mm -hmm. we do have helped our kids be comfortable with yeah. saying no to certain commitments that maybe all their friends are doing. But it highlights to me something else about the holiness mm. of Sabbath. And, and I mean holiness, like just the set apartness, not just the day being set apart, but it, do, it does make us different 
culturally different than a lot of the families are around. So talk to me about yeah. how do you feel about that? I know you, you mentioned that recently, that it's, it's distinct from the way culture tends to live. Totally. Um, what's the power of that? What's the yeah. challenge of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the challenge is easy, right? (laughs) It's saying no to good things. It's deciding to, um, not overfill our weekend with things that are so fun and people that we love and doing so much. Um, it's saying, Hey, we're going to commit to this one thing that feels really good as a family. It feels like it will be great. And so that's hard. It's hard to say, no, I don't want to go to that because we often feel drawn to that. And I think like as a family, we feel drawn to different things. So that's challenging. Um, I think the gift in it though, is when we say, Hey, you know what? We're not going to be able to make it to that. Thank you so much for the invite. Here's kind of why we get to kind of peel back the layer Hmm. as to, Hey, we are actually intended to rest. And so we need that as a family. We go hard all week. And when it comes to our Sabbath, we're going to rest and we're going to rest in the Lord. We're going to worship. We're going to actually figure out what's going on in our hearts, Hmm. our family connect with each other. And I mean, we've even had conversations with neighbors because we like to walk sometimes on yeah. our Sabbath. And so we'll be walking by our neighbors and just like pick up a conversation mm-hmm. and be like, all right, we're going to head off. And we're like, this is what we're doing today. And we get an opportunity That's to cool. tell them a little bit about our family rhythms, what we enjoy and why and how we're shaped by that, that um in a relationship to god and, and most of our neighbors are not believers so we've had some really fun conversations come out of yeah. that so there's an opportunity to be set apart um we have to say it though yeah. like <laughs> just having a day off like i mean you mentioned yeah. earlier isn't the same as having a sabbath it's yeah. not just we're taking the day for a family but we're intentionally doing that and our kids are getting language around that our kids are starting to have these conversations and yeah it's exciting i love like, that yeah, my son the other day was like, is it Sabbath yet? And I was like, no, it's Monday. And <laughs> he was like, but mom, I want it to be Sabbath. I was like, that's awesome. What do you love about it? He's like, I love reading God's word and I love playing. And I was like, this is so cool. Like that's you're cool. getting it and it's coming into that. And he's telling his friends, hey, is it Sabbath? Are you, you know, doing these things? And so fun to see that that's like creeping in not only for our conversations, but our kids. I love that. Yeah. And, and that even the idea of when we talk about set apart or the holiness of it, it's not about superiority. It's not about better than, but the idea of it even being light, like an invitation to other people. And so we are even thinking as a family just to share with our kids, hey, what we're aiming for as a family isn't necessarily the same mm. as what your friends' families are aiming for. It doesn't make us better. It doesn't make it kind of uh, us a kind of superior it's just different we're aiming for something different Mm. Uh, but I agree I think our our family as a whole all of us would say it's our favorite day of the week and so really enjoy enjoy what it's becoming and that's maybe something just to kind of leave people with the the idea of just just giving it a start like Mm. maybe making a decision that we're going to try and figure this out pick a day of the week it doesn't have to be Saturday or even Sunday depending on work schedules it doesn't have to be perfect and that, totally. and that for me is something that I think is just helping people be patient with the process, mm-hmm. give themselves a lot of grace. This is a gift and not an obligation. It's an invitation, not a have to. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's something that I just keep thinking about for mm. families of like, what would it look like just to, mm. you know, to give it a try. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Like, yeah, take the pressure off. Like yeah. it's not, it's not going to be perfect. And that's going to remind us that one day God is going to make all things new. And right now we get a taste of that in 
getting to practice Sabbath, getting to practice rest. It will not be perfect. And in that moment, you can laugh, let it go, pray, and just press in. I love that. Well, we'll be uh, continuing to kind of talk as a church about these things and try to help families and individuals and singles and couples have resources. But I think that's our hope, is that we'd be a church that's learning to rest well, to Mm. worship God well, but also to be uh, a church that says we're aiming for a different way. We're trying to follow the way of Jesus because we think the way that Jesus leads us is a way that brings rest to our souls. And so we'll be Mm. praying for that for the church. Yeah, totally. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Park Church exists to make disciples of Jesus for the glory of God and the joy of all people. If you enjoyed this, make sure you share it with someone. We'd also love to hear from you on social media by searching at Park Church Denver. Lastly, more resources and info are available online at parkchurch.org. Peace and love.